Hey, hey, hello, Zach. Welcome. Uh, let me see. It's almost five minutes. Okay, how about two more minutes and I'll get started. Maybe Lance will join us too. I, by the way, I heard some uh, discussion about Lance earlier this afternoon, and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> I wish uh, that person will, that host, I, I, she is new to calling. I hope uh, she will uh, publish uh, what she talked about. I think she, I, I was listening and uh, she was talking about some, some shit about Lance. So I said, okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, Zach, I invited you to, uh, to speak. So let's give uh, someone else like a few more minutes. Uh, excuse me. Oh, no problem, Zach. No problem. Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a multitask. Multitasking is a good way to go, as far as the calling is concerned. All right, I'll get started. So, uh, good evening, everybody. And uh, today is uh, October the 22nd. I already did the two calling rooms. It's all related uh, to the Israeli-Hamas conflict because this is way too many uh, uh, talkings about that conflict. And I, I love it for the reasons that the Israeli-Hamas conflict brought front and center the race issue on the global stage. And uh, any white person in America, whether he or she is from the left or from the right, can no longer ignore the clear hypocrisy of the West. And uh, I, I always know that uh, since uh, I joined the call in to do this uh, judicial white privilege show, uh, many whites, they either hate me or they avoid me. They basically, by avoiding, I mean, as soon as they see me uh, in a room, they will leave. And uh, it is hilarious. Of course, uh, there are some whites, they will say, well, Peter, could you think twice? Are you too focused on race and all that? Isn't the class is more important than race <laughs> all this is funny shit but i was like no 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 first race itself is a class okay get that right first second everything we do in the u.s are race based both domestically and internationally okay now i later on you know get some uh, encouragement for myself by watching uh, this YouTube channel done by the uh, by a retired judge. He is a state judge from New Jersey, Judge uh, Andrew Napolitano. 
I am very, very impressed that he, as a former judge, talks about geopolitics. Of course, as I, as far as I'm concerned, it's ethnopolitics. He looking at this global event from a judicial perspective, as if he were the a judge deciding on the fairness of a global conflict, and I just love it. I was like, uh, I later came to the conclusion that white privilege in this country comes from this map called the moral and the political map of uh, moral and the political chart of the inhabited world. That map is a global map. It shows the racial hierarchy that a Westerners hold. Okay? And that's exactly the racial hierarchy that our judicial system, our justice system operates. And, and so what is good for the goose must be good for the gander. So what is happening within the U.S., it's also applicable to the world. So that just makes perfect sense, especially when this judge, Lapanatano, get involved with the geopolitics slash ethnopolitics. So I just love it. I was like, that's a kind of a confirmation of what I'm doing also. So, so, so that is that. Uh, of course, I'm going to talk about a state judge, a Maryland state judge who was killed uh, probably three days ago. And uh, I checked today. Uh, the killer is uh, a guy, for, uh, his last name is uh, Agote, I guess. A-R-G-O-T-E. I Googled that the origin of this last name. Uh, I'm told it's a Spanish last name. Mr. Magoti, the, the killer of this, uh, this uh, Maryland judge is uh, still on the run as, as of one hour ago. I have seen a picture, uh, armored vehicle, a very militarized police force is uh, searching in the county in the west, in west, northwest Maryland, and they did not find the suspect. So the manhunt is still on, trying to find out, you know, to arrest this guy who just killed a state judge. So, well, as a joke, I'll just let you know, guys, okay? It's not like I'm promoting violence here, but violence sometimes is good. I have to tell you, uh, on a not so serious note, uh, I don't know whether you guys have followed uh, this uh, uh, comedy called The Seinfeld. This character, this crazy character, Kramer, once was arrested uh, for being possibly a serial killer. Of course, he's innocent. Kramer would never kill a thing. But he looks muscular, you know. He's a ladies' man. And the serial killer's victim are all women. So uh, Kramer was uh, jailed. <laughs> so, of course, his friend, Jerry, Elaine, and uh, George were all very concerned about Kramer. And because, again, he is accused of a serial killer. Well, luckily for Kramer, another female victim was killed. So all of Kramer's hand, uh, friends start dancing outside of the police station 
jumping up and down, say, "Hey, another person got killed. Hey, another person got killed." Why they do that? It's because if another victim was killed by a serial killer, and this purportedly serial killer is jailed, that means Kramer is not the serial killer they are looking for. So, from that perspective, violence, murder, sometimes is good because it clears your name. And on the more serious side, I have said it before: war. I hate wars. You know, I'm pretty, you know, adamant about it. But wars sometimes are good. Depends on how you look at it. Okay, I have said. You know, this is Chairman Mao's saying: without the first first world war, there will be no Soviet Union. Oh, by the way, I'm told the first world war is also caused by the British giving money to Japan to invade the Soviet Union or the Russia. Now I do not know whether whether that's true or not, but the bottom line is, according to Mao, without the first world war. There will be no Soviet Union, and then he Mao follow up by saying, "Without the Second World War, there will be no Red China." That is very true. I'm going to add something that Mao will hate me for saying that. I will say, "Without the Korean War, China will be not will be like North Korea today, because the Chinese leader today would be someone whose last name is Mao." Okay, like North Korea, whose leader's last name is always going to be Kim. Okay, and、uh, you know, I might even say, if not JFK being assassinated, you know, America will have a Kennedy as a president today. You know? This all could happen. So the good news is that on the Korean War, in the Korean War, during the Korean War, Mao's only good son, normally functioning son, was killed by napalm bomb. Therefore, it set it pretty much eliminate the possibility that Mao will pass his power to his son or grandson. I've always said, there when there's no justice, there shall be no peace. Every time there's a violence, it just proves my point, and especially when the judge. Suffered from a violence. This tells you something about our justice system is very, very bad. So tonight, I'm just going to explain that to you. You know, you probably noticed that I have not done this、uh, any episode about the judicial white privilege for a while, because for two reasons. One, geopolitics, ethnopolitics is very easy to talk about. As long as the war machine keep on running, there will be many, many, many nonstop ethno-political, geopolitical topics. That is good because it's very easy to do rooms on the geopolitics and ethno-politics. Again, going back to Judge Palatano, he does his、uh, YouTube channel like three times a day with the different guests. All mostly is about geopolitics, ethno-politics. All right, so so that's one factor. Second factor is that every time it comes to legal cases, it's getting complicated. Okay, and I have to spend a lot of time to kind of go over that. So I recently decided, actually, I'm going to take it easy. I'm just going to go over something in a very, very what I should say, uh, 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 
I will not use the word superficial because superficial means that I'm telling you something that is uh, not really the essence of the fact or, 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 or essence of the story. I'm just going to say I'm not going to go so... Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know how to say this. Uh, I will not be such a stickler, I guess, uh, to... Uh, to, 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 to the, like a, like a cover all the possible corners, uh, all, dot all the, uh, uh, dot all the eyes and, and, uh, you know, cross all the T's and all that. So I'm just going to do, you know, mostly it's a quickie, but it will be get to the point kind of a story. Okay. So of course, you know, this guy, uh, the judge was killed. It's a big deal. And uh, the media will report as they usually report out. And I want to go behind it and to explain to you possibly what happened and why this is a good example that when a judicial white privilege hand out something bad, there could be consequences. And that consequences is a violence. All right. And uh, again, no justice, no peace. This guy, again, this killer went to the court. He is expecting have an impartial judge with a judgment that are fair and square and for the best interest of his children, he, who has four children. And the judge rendered a decision. I think the very next day, this guy went to his house, the judge's house and killed him. So, 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 so. Hey, uh, Peter? Peter, uh, do you know uh, what the reason was? Did it have something to do with like transgender or vaccine vaccine status or anything like that? Just curious. No, there's not. <laughs> this is a very similar, uh, Heidi. I did an episode in the first week of this year, uh, first week of January, citing two mass shootings, in which I think in one case uh, this uh, father killed. Uh, Five of his, all five of his children, his ex, his ex-wife, and his uh, the mother of his uh, ex-wife. This guy belongs to the same type of church that Jenny belongs to, called a, a, a Mormon, I guess. Uh, he actually is pretty active in the church. He he single-handedly killed all five of his children. And uh, today's case is very similar to that Utah case, okay? The only difference is that in the Utah case, the killer targeted his own children, his ex-wife, and the mother of his ex-wife. In Maryland case, the killer go after the judge. So, so before I go to this, this case, I want to just quickly let you know, I will still will do a Hunter Biden episode. I'm going to uh, take it at the same approach. I'm not going to go try to cover all the, uh, cross all the, uh, dot all the I's, cross all the T's. It's a little bit too much. I'm just going to read a New York Times article and explain to you guys what does the article mean. And it can just show you how corrupt our criminal justice system is. It's about Hunter Biden. I already have that article downloaded. I'm just going to go over that. And and then the third thing I'm going to do on this Sunday series is uh, about the NSA. 
three white judges, a panel of white judges, appellate court judges in Philadelphia, right next to the Independence Mall, a hall, where our founding fathers signed the Declaration of Independence and ratified the Constitution of the United States. They have just ruled that the NSA's warrantless surveillance is legally permissible to be used for criminal investigations. So let me repeat, a panel of three white judges have just ruled that NSA warrantless surveillance is legally permissible to be used for criminal investigation. So, so that is a, that is something, you know, to me is that bingo, that's another good case. And uh, so I'm going to uh, read over their decision and uh, which is a very straightforward decision. And some of the stuff I already talked about it last year. And, uh, and so, so, so I'm going to do one episode on that um, for this uh, judicial white privilege show. So without further ado, I'm going to play this, uh, 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 I think it's uh, Good Morning America News about this uh, judges, uh, the killing of this uh, uh, judge. So let me turn on my Bluetooth speaker. I'm going to play it. To gun down a judge who police say have just made a ruling in the man's divorce case. ABC's Faith Kube joins us with more as U.S. Marshals are now offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to his arrest. Faith, good morning. Good morning to you, Janae. This was a beloved judge who spent a decade serving his community, and now condolences are pouring in from many people this morning, including Maryland's governor, who says he's shocked, heartbroken, and sickened by the deadly attack. This morning, the suspect in the shocking, cold-blooded murder of a Maryland state judge on the run. Pedro Agate considered armed and dangerous, an urgent manhunt now underway. This was a targeted attack on Judge Wilkinson. Investigators suspect Agate gunned down 52-year-old Judge Andrew Wilkinson outside his own home in his driveway, shooting him multiple times Thursday around 8 p.m. Wilkinson died a short time later at the hospital. His wife and son were at home at the time. Just hours earlier, Judge Wilkinson awarded full legal custody of Agate's children to his estranged wife amid a bitter divorce and custody battle. The judge also issued a protective order against Agate based on a history of domestic violence, telling him to stay away from both the children and his estranged wife. Agate's former divorce attorney, Michael Gast. Pedro is a very quiet, unassuming person, and uh, I would never have thought he would Judge Wilkinson is the third state judge shot by a person involved in a case they were presiding over in the last three years. This deadly incident shedding light on judicial security. Last year, U.S. Marshals investigated more than 1,300 real and potential threats against protected persons in the federal judiciary. Now, of course, uh, another poor, unsuspecting family has to deal with the unbearable pain. New Jersey federal Okay, before I forgot, what uh, what this lady was spoken is the New York, uh, this woman is a federal judge in New Jersey whose son was killed in 2020 by a lawyer who has a case in front of her, and which I'm going to touch base on that too. 
advocating for more protections for judges since a gunman targeted her three years ago, killing her son and critically wounding her husband at the front door of her home. Salas, who was successful in getting Congress to pass new legislation to protect identifying information on federal judges, now wants the same protection for judges on the state level. We are seeing lives lost and the potential for more lives to be lost if we don't take action now. Family and friends remembering Judge Wilkinson as a devoted father and husband who was faithful to his community. I'm going to remember that he encouraged people and served people. This is, it's not fair. Well, Janae, investigators say they found no criminal history on Agate, but they did, however, respond to his home twice in the last few years for alleged verbal domestic assault. Janae? And learning that the judge's wife and son were home at the time is just heartbreaking. They thank you for that update. Well, hey there, GMA fans. Okay, so I'm just going to go over. Uh, I'm going to note the last words that, that this uh, uh, TV host has said. This judge, Judge Wilkinson, his wife and his son at the time was at were at home. Remember, we talk about we talk about this, this something called collective punishment. It seems to me this guy Agati is a little bit better than the Israeli army because of this Agati just talking to this judge and this judge by himself he did not after he finished off the judge he did not go inside the house to kill the judge's wife and the judge's son he apparently took it personally overly personally about this judge's decision i don't blame him because the judge's decision directly affect him Agati is his name so so I want to I want to make a note on that. It's called a collective punishment. <laughs> In the, and remember, the West always use collective punishment. The lily white nations and the lily white militaries always use collective punishment, meaning that kill people who have nothing to do with the uh, uh, insurrectional and the whatever. And because another thing is this. Remember this a federal judge from New Jersey who made a statement. I talked about the lawyer who went after her. Okay, this lawyer's name is Dan. Uh, I think it's a Dan Roy Hollander. Okay, Dan Roy Hollander is someone called. A, oh, by the way, Dan Roy Hollander is on Stephen Colbert's show. Okay. His beef is that his cause is called the men's right movement. Okay. Uh, I guess he hates uh, feminism, I guess. Uh, a feminist, I guess, for lack of a better expression. So, uh, Dan Hollander attempt to kill this judge, uh, Salas, I think, S-A-L-A-S. She is at home in the basement. Her son opened the door. And uh, Dan Hollander killed her son. And uh, the judge's husband tried to check what's going on. And he also was seriously injured. But the judge was not harmed. So apparently this Dan Hollander, a lawyer, is uh, some kind of a low-lifer, in my opinion, because he exercised something called a collective punishment, meaning he will kill anyone related to that judge. You know, unlike this new killer, who is, uh, I think, a little bit more, you know, you know, straight shooter, for lack of better 
expression. And uh, so, so that's something I want to cover first. Second is this, if you catch it, it's okay. I, I post, by the way, I post the link of this video clip on the, uh, on the description of the room. So feel free to watch it. There's also uh, an article uh, on MSN about the situation. In this clip, it says, three Maryland judges in the past three years were threatened with the violence. And then this also, this clip also mentioned the U.S. Marshal, which is a federal agency, reported in 2022, which is last year, there is 1,300 real and the potential threats against the judges and the, and their staff within the federal judiciary. Okay, when I was uh, watching that, I said, okay, I wonder, did uh, Trump and uh, his supporter <laughs> issued any threats? <laughs> Are those threats included in this uh, 1300 number? <laughs> and uh, I've, I, I, you know, I kind of want to know. Okay, so either way, what is being reported is just a demonstration. It's the proof that the people are upset for the fact they are discovering that courts are source of injustice. Courts are the source of instability. Courts are the source of a prejudice. So, you know, I, I you know, the well, most important, you know, as long as a Trump support is concerned, they can clearly tell the judges are just the political tools of the, the political party they serve. As simple as that. So, so I said, yeah, that, that is exactly the message I want to get across. And, uh, and, uh, so now let me take a look at the, at, at, you know, at the, you know, this case. So I'm going to read the, this uh, MSN article, uh, a little bit, and I'm going to stop at the, the area where I believe related to the motivation of the shooter. Okay. So in the video clip, they already said this man and his ex-wife had over a year legal disputes in regard to their divorce and the custody of their children. And for some reason, it's just in the, I think this is, uh, this is a Friday or th Thursday. This judge finalized everything, it seems to me, that uh, he will finalize the divorce and also gave the full custody of the all four children of the couple to the wife, to the man's ex-wife. And also, in additionally, he issued a restraining order against this shooter, saying you are not allowed to contact your children, any of your children. All right. So 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 that is in a nutshell that I know. Now with that said, uh, actually, I just realized something. Uh, I need to type up someone's name called John Allen Mohammed because I I was going to talk about him also. This is also a very interesting case. So now I'm going to read the article that uh, that describing giving more details about this shooting. Pedro Agati 
Pedro, I think, is uh, the Spanish version of Peter, I think. Agati. So I'm not sure whether this guy is from Mexico or not. By the look of his picture, I think he's probably from Mexico. Uh, Pedro Agato was beset by worries that he might lose custody of his four children as his acrimonious divorce lurched to a conclusion in a Maryland courtroom Thursday after dragging on for more than a year, his former attorney said. Washington County Circuit Judge Andrew Wilkinson did exactly what Agati feared in granting the divorce. He awarded the full legal custody of the children to Agati's estranged wife, Eugenia, and ordered the father not to have contact with any of them. Court records show. Hours later, Agati allegedly shot Wilkinson multiple times, fatally wounding the 52-year-old judge in the driveway of his Hagerstown home. Washington County Sheriff Brian Albert said Friday, the judge's wife and son were at home at the time. Agati 49 fled and remained on the loose Friday night. Like I said earlier, Agati is still on the loose as we speak, because I just checked about an hour ago and uh, they have not caught the guy yet. Described by authority as armed and dangerous, the U.S. Marshal Service said it is looking for him and offering a $10,000 reward. Quote, this was a targeted attack, unquote, Albert said at the news conference. The slaying of the popular judge who was appointed to the bench in 2020 drew an outpouring of economians from former colleagues politicians, and Maryland's governor. It also renewed fear about the safety of judges and other public officials in an era when threats and attacks have increased alarmingly. I'd love to read this again. It also renewed fears about the safety of judges and other public officials in an era where threats and attacks have increased alarmingly. Guys, the American democracy as Malcolm X called a hypocrisy, has entered into an era where threats and attacks against public officials, including the judges, are in, have increased alarmingly. I'm wondering why. Is it the, the fault of we the people or is it the fault of the government? So, so just a thought on that. As a precaution, Maryland State Police deployed deputies to protect other judges in Washington County, which is about 75 miles northwest of D.C. Uh, okay, there, there's some uh, praising words about this judge from, of course, other judges, politicians, and lawyers. And uh, yada, yada, so I'm going to skip that. And, uh, and uh, he added, these individuals are public servants. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I actually believe Nancy Pelosi is not a public servant. Joe Biden is up there as a vice president getting money for the Biden families. They are not public servants. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, uh, the authority said the shooting occurred around 8 p.m. Washington County Sheriff Deputy found Wilkinson with the gunshot wounds. He was taken to Meritus Medical Center where he succumbed to his injury, the sheriff's office said. Meritus Medical Center actually is a hospital I applied for a job. 
I actually had a, a very decent interview with them. Uh, it's also a remote job. I think this happened, I think, a year ago. And they did not hire me for some reason. And uh, it's okay. I got other gigs. Wilkinson was gone down not long after he finalized the Agati's divorce and placed the children age 12, 11, 5, and 3 in the care of their mother. Okay, guys, remember this. The children's age is very important, which I, I'm going to cover later. Age 12, 11, 5, and 3. The judge found that there has been cruelty of treatment in the relationship and that the pair had a reconcilable differences. Remember, he used the word cruelty of a treatment, unquote. That's his, this judge's word, okay? Now, we did not know whether this cruelty of a treatment is towards his children or whether it's towards his ex-wife, okay? Cruelty of a treatment to a children, that is bad, no doubt. But cruelty of a treatment of his adult, an adult, I need to see all the details about it, okay? Because there's no specific allegation saying what this guy did. Did he use a knife and stabbed his ex-wife in front of his children? If that's the case, there's a cruelty to both parties, children and ex-wife. But right now, I don't know. It's just his words. Cruelty of a treatment. It's a very subjective judgment. I do not know all the detail. I do know this, as I have known already. The dispute, the marital dispute, have lasted, lasted over a year. So if something horrible had happened that amounts to cruelty of a treatment, he should not have any contact with his ex-wife and the four of his children since more than a year ago. I do not know why he, this judge, would finalize a divorce at the same time, bar any contact with his children. Okay? I do not know why is that. But I do know why. I do have a good guess, which I'm going to explain, guys. Okay? I know, uh, by the way, all this family law shit is very boring, very cruel. I mean, you know, I have a people who call me and cry on the phone. These are full-grown white men crying on the phone for their family court shit, okay? And, and, and if you cannot deal with this, just hang up. Don't listen. This is shitty stuff, okay? So, so... Pedro Agati was not at the hearing Thursday, Albert said. That is another important f uh, factual detail. You, you are a party of a judicial proceeding, which will be decided after a hearing on Thursday, which is like a few days ago. You decided not to show up. Why? You guys should take a guess. Why? Okay? I invite everyone to comment why this guy didn't even show up when his, the, when his association with his four children will be determined. Did he got some signal already prior to the hearing? Yeah, it, I was going to say, I was going to say it's possible that he had uh, scorn for the proceedings 
that may have been why he didn't show up. It's possible that um, he he may have uh, figured the outcome already. Uh, if he, yeah. Well, it, I was going to say, if he is a men's rights advocate type, uh, they uh, assume all the time that, um, and, and it's true that the uh, family court system is biased toward especially young children staying with the mother. Young children, um, yeah, babies, right? Yeah. You understand babies especially, right? So you're right. I'm going to go back. Babies and young children. It, it, like they, they have a, depending on the um, jurisdiction, like different states uh, and different communities have different levels. But there's an age usually where a child can make their own decision, like 12 or 14. They can choose which parent they want to live with. But in this situation, it sounds like the kids, the oldest one being 12 years old, and they they don't like to split uh, sibling sets up. So, like, if they uh, most of the kids were young, it, it's almost no doubt that they're uh, gonna go with the mother, unless she is, uh, unless there's documentable. Um, say like she's unfit, like she's alcoholic or drug addict or, uh, you know, just basically neglectful. It's almost a guarantee that the, ch the children would go with the mother. But um, I do think that men's uh, uh, advocacy for contact with their children is definitely lacking in, in a lot of uh, family court. Yeah, that's one of yeah. yeah, that's one of the things with me and Tom, you know, that I like. Uh, both of us are putting the kids first and we're more concerned with their welfare than than hurting each other. Yes. So. I'll tell you, guys, I'll tell you, like I said, I have said uh, in my uh, first show this year, I call the white victims of a judicial white privilege. These are white people killing their own children. You know, I'm being serious. You know, you can say, oh, Peter, hate white people. No, I don't. I actually care about white people. You know, I have said, the uh, the U.S. Census Bureau has said, the average lifespan in America, one group of people, uh, their lifespan has declined. What that group of people is? White male. Okay? Okay? I I'll take a guess. Why they uh, they die much younger now? Even though the healthcare uh, technology, medicine, medicine, everything has improved, everybody's lifespan, this kind of shit, <laughs> okay? <laughs> In other words, the judicial white privilege are killing white men. <laughs> you know, I, you know, this is a fascinating shit, okay, guys? Just, just remember that. Just remember that. Let those white people hate me. I don't give a fuck. But I'm just tell you, your judicial white privilege are killing everyone, including yourself. So. This guy did not I even think, show I think, up. Right. I was going to say, I think Lance is the only one that actually holds it against you. Everybody else pretty much understands. <laughs> so, so this guy didn't even show up. Now, uh, by the way, let's just, let's just remind everybody. The, as of today, the, uh, the person who showed the most contempt of the court who is that person in the U.S.? I mean, it would be, besides me. Besides me. The father, right? No, no. In today in America, who besides Peter Mark are the mo show the most contempt of the court? 
that's that's slithering call our judges. Say again. Who has the most contempt of the court towards the court? The, the people. No, Heidi, I thought you would know. Brady, I'll give you a chance. Rudy, who would that be? Put it in the in the in the chat room. Donald J. J. Trump. Trump. Donald J. Trump, Heidi, you did not know that? Trump is going up and down against all the judges on his case. <laughs> yep, I, now that you mention it, it totally makes sense. And and he actually has cause to, to have yeah. contempt. Yeah. You, I like what you just said. He actually has cause. Because what I'm asking the secret, this this does this guy Pedro Agati has a good cost to kill this uh, judge. Based on what I see, he's not that too off. At least he did not inflict collective punishment by killing the judge's wife and son. They got to live. Right? He he did take this judge personally. He, this is a targeted killing. This is different from what the Israelis doing to the Gaza Strip, just bomb the shit out of them. This is not like about U.S. dropping a nuclear bombs on Japan. This is a targeted precision strike by someone who have a particularized grudge. Or you can say suffered a particularized injury. By the court, potentially, right? Now, so now, let me, uh, let me, uh, so, 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 let me do, uh, t tell you guys more about the de uh, the detail of 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 of, of the case. Fa filings in the divorce case show that Eugenia Agati, his ex-wife, has accused her husband of stealing money from her, and once sought a protective order against him, mentioning that he carried a weapon at all times. Remember, guys, at this moment, while this killer is on the loose, I am pretty sure if this guy was accused with something shittier than what is just being said, it's going to be reported. Right now, I have not seen a single word saying, he has used a closed fist hitting her, using a knife threatening her, pointing the gun at her. All I see is that he tried to steal money, which is a financial uh, thing. Not saying it's good, but it's not violence, right? He carries a weapon at all time, but it did not say he, had he ever point a gun at her. She yeah, but she, the ex-wife, eventually dropped the complaint. They were in financial distress and owned a digital advertising business together. Eugenia did not respond to requests for comments. Wilkinson wrote in a March opinion, this is March, so now it's October. We, 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 remember, this case has dragged on for over a year. Like I said, Based on my experience, if this guy is a violent personal uh, person, he should be a place on a restraining order a year more than a year ago. Okay, Wilkinson wrote in a March opinion. So this is about seven months ago. 
that testimony he heard in the divorce case leaves this court with the uneasy sense that father engaged in absolute control over mother, their finance, and their lives. Okay, this is his word. It's in quotes, okay? Okay, remember this. The absolute control did not contain any reference to using, using violence. Okay? You know, you know, Brady, let's say, one day Brady say he's on too much mushroom. He will say, hey, Peter, you are in a absolute control of me just giving me $1,000. He can make that, he can make that allegation. Right? But key is this. Did he use violence or conspire to use violence to place a absolute control over the mother? This is, this, this guy's writing, okay? Remember, he, judicial wiper, they, they can write whatever shit they want to write, uh, write. Nobody can touch them. This is what he wrote. In March, then your question will be, why the hell didn't you just use that statement in March and then just render the restraining order first, saying that don't have any contact with the children and the mother? I don't get it. Because, of course, if this guy, uh, Pedro Agati, has recently pointed a gun at even a dog and someone reports to the police and this this judge can say, okay, You've been acting very, very erratically. You have a weapon. Therefore, I order you surrender your weapon and have no contact with your wife and your children. That's okay. So far, I have not seen any single a scintilla of that su suggestion. The sheriff's office said Pedro Agati may be driving a silver 2009 Mercedes-Benz GL450 Marin Place, blah, blah, blah. Albert, this Albert uh, is the police chief, said Agati did not have a criminal record in Washington County, but authorities had responded to his home for reports of domestic disturbances in the past. Okay, so again, this is an old case. This is not something new. Once again, like I always said, as far as I know, restraining order is usually appropriate to be issued when the first incident has happened. You want to protect the woman and children. I do not know why he decided on, the, on this Thursday. Albert declined to say how they identify Agati as the alleged shooter. Uh, they asked for the public help to, uh, to locate Agati, but sheriff's office said not to approach him. Now, guys, I want to tell you this, okay? The police will tell you this people is uh, armed and dangerous. I actually don't consider him dangerous. Remember, this killing are targeted killing. This is not some people in, uh, in, in doing this in insanity. It's a calculated move. Okay? Like I always said, Timothy McVeigh bombed the federal building not because he's crazy. He planned the shit. He wanted to do it. He later regretted that he did not know there's so many children in that building. But I know he wants to attack a federal building. Premeditated. This guy is the same. The targeted shooter, usually, they don't have a problem with you if you're a stranger. You didn't cause any misery to him. If I saw him, I'll have coffee with him. I'll tell you that. I'll ask him what happened. Okay?
I'm going to guarantee here. I'm going to tell. I'm not going to tell anyone. I want to know the old story of why he did this because I know this. The government will never tell me exactly what happened. The government don't give a shit that five children in Utah was killed by their own father. Once again, like I said, if I don't like Rudy here, I might grab a gun, and kill him because he's a stranger to me. But how can you change your emotional state of a complete love, absolute love of your own children? To absolute hate by actually killing them using your own hands. I don't get it. But does our government give a shit? No, they don't. They will just say more gun control, more militarized police. Yada yada yada. Same old shit. Okay. So, so I do not consider him a, a, a dangerous person, you know. And uh, Michael Gass, an attorney who represented Agati in his divorce case. Uh, uh, said that uh, Agati was a quiet and unassuming guy, who did not he uh, whom did he he did not think was capable of violence. I know the most peaceful people, like Asian people, will carry guns to shoot the white Americans and the white French because they are the colonizers of these Asian people. That's called the Vietnamese. I know. All the Chinese are considered laundromat man, laundromat man on the Korean battlefield. But you mess up with them, they will come back and kill you. When, when they have a weapon, especially. So yeah, this guy is a quiet and unassuming guy, according his, to his own lawyer. Quote, he was very upset about the possibility of losing his children, unquote. Gas said, his lawyer said. Once again, remember, he did not even show up in the hearing. Wilkinson was sworn in as a circuit judge January 10, 2020. According to his biography, he was born in Guam in 1971. He received his bachelor's degree in economics from University of North Carolina in 1994 and graduated from the Emory University School of Law in 1997. His family did not we immediately return calls for comments. Okay, the government, uh, 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 the uh, the, the uh, Maryland gov governor Wes Moore, the Democrats, said something of shocked, heartbroken, sickened. He was the victim of a cold-blooded, vicious, and targeted attack. That is all true. My hearts go out to the judge family. Blah blah blah. That's all. You know. You know. You you can predict all these uh, stupid statement. Former Governor Larry Hogan, Republican, who appointed Wilkinson to the bench, said the killing shakes the foundation of our justice system. No, you should rephrase that, okay? The killing represent the public no longer have any faith in the foundation of our justice system because our justice system is the system run by the judicial white privilegists. As simple as that. Of course, all the lawyers, their narrative is very simple. First, possible deniability. The killer's own lawyer says, well, he's a very very quiet, unassuming person, uh, not capable of doing this kind of killing. Well, he's just to cover his own rear end because, uh, you know, he's afraid of uh, 
a, a, a bad reputation among the bar association that they're saying, hey, this guy's client killed the judge. <laughs> so nobody will go to him anymore. Remember, lawyers are profiteers. They are capitalists. Same are the judges because the judges belongs to the same bar association. <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, so they all, uh, and the, uh, all the lawyers, well, of course, you know, lawyers is waiting to suck the dick of the judges, right? You know, you know why, right? They all want the judge to uh, issue favorable, favorable, uh, 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 decisions to them. So they will not say anything if a judge is a bad judge, right? So they would say, oh, this guy is a family man, yada, yada, yada. Okay, the CEO of Hackerstown YMCA. Okay, I have to respect the YMCA. Because, uh, I do go to YMCA when I'm on road to take showers and uh, play some basketball as an exercise. And, uh, okay, so I think that is pretty much Okay, so let me just read something. Uh, so Senator Ben Cardin, who is the senator in the U.S. Senate, Democrats, offered his condolence in a statement saying, there is no excuse for this sort of violence. Okay, my response is that, what sort of violence? Do you know the nature of this violence? Do you know why it happened? Do you actually know? No, you're just one of the part of the so-called government who don't give a shit about the rights of people, about freedom, about liberty, about the equal justice under law. This guy, Senator Cardin, continues to say, quote, the rule of law is what makes our society work. <laughs> it may not be perfect. <laughs> no, no, it's not perfect. It's a too kind of word. You should say, it may be shitty, but you have to put up with shits. But no, let me just say what he said. The rule of law is what makes our society work. It may not be perfect, but individuals like Judge Wilkinson work to make it better and more and more just every day, end quote. Quote, his passion clearly was for serving his local community, and for this, Judge Wilkinson will be solely missed, end quote. So I'm going to go back to the first quote. The rule of law is what makes our society work. But right now, our society does not work. Maybe it's because the rule of law is not working. It may not be perfect. No, no, no. It is a shitty. We have to eat shit every day. Just like the people in, the, in Gaza. They, have, they live in an inhuman condition. So that's why Hamas have some hearts and minds with them. That's why the Hamas commit horrible crimes. Same with this guy, Pedro Agati. Okay, now I'm going to go through some actual de uh, detail, the legal theory behind all this shit, okay? Uh, go ahead, uh, Brady, you want to say something? I, I remember you try to unmute yourself. If no, it's okay. No pressure whatsoever. Okay, so I want to go back uh, with the st stats, okay? The news, uh, the ABC News has said three Maryland judges were threatened in the past three years where, by, the, by the litigants, my parties in front of their uh, room, okay? It just shows it's pretty bad. And uh, in, the, in the federal court system, 
1,300 threats, potential and actual threats, were received in 2022 alone. Guys, let me just tell you, there are about 1,000 federal judges across the country. So average, each judge received one threat in 2020, which is a mess. And I know I'm very sure Donald Trump and the Trump supporters did their part. And, uh, you know, once again, the people nowadays who scream, uh, scream uh, a two-tiered justice, two-tiered justice system uh, is a Sean Hannity. <laughs> this is a very laughable, but it's very true, guys. I don't dis- disagree with him. Okay. Now, let me just briefly talk about the rights of association between a child and a parent. You can Google it. Do you see any law saying there must be an association, contact between a child and a parent? You probably will not see that. Okay. You may ask, why is that? Why is that? Take a guess, guys. Heidi, take a guess. Why there is not a law saying there is a right for a child and a parent to be to have a contact, to have an association? Uh, I don't know that there, I, as far as I know, there it, there are a lot of, uh, I don't know that there are um, laws, but there are policies. It's very, very well founded that uh, a child should have access to their parents. I, I'm surprised. You're, you're aware What's that? that? You're aware of the policies, but you never, you are not aware of any actual statute, a written code saying a child should have association between right right there's no law saying that you know take a guess guys well what what i would say is it's it's a human condition it's a human right it doesn't need to be codified by law excellent you're good it's called the natural rights natural rights meaning these are god-given rights by god i don't mean christian okay i just mean these are not you are born by a pair of parents so your association with them is a natural right because you are their child. You do not need a law to ascertain there is a, such a right. Okay, remember, our founding father is crazy with his uh, natural rights ideas, okay? It's not me saying that, okay? All right, it's not me saying that. It, there's something called the natural right. You are born with it. There's no law can give you, and there's no law can take it away. Just keep that in mind first. Keep that in mind. Now, if you know the history, again, you will say, hey, Peter, why are you talking about race all the time? They're all related, guys, okay? Does the native children have the right to be associated with their parents? Now, you, we know in Canada, there's just tons of Native Americans' children's school, boarding school, right? There's tons of them. These Native American children are forcefully taken away from their parents. Apparently, they do not have that natural right. And why? Very good reason. Under our Constitution, the Natives are savages. They are not human. 
They do not have that natural right. You got the idea? All right? So, now, as we know, there's a slave auctions. During the slave auction, which I heard is always uh, around January 1st of each year. I remember um, someone told me that uh, January 1st usually is the most feared holiday by the African-Americans in those days. Because that's the day where the families will be forcefully auctioned off, split up, purposefully, purposefully. All right. Now you will say, how come the African-American children do not have a right to be associated with their parents? Because our constitution said the blacks are supposed to be slaves. They are properties. They are not humans. Okay? So, fast forward. As we, our judicial white privilege has so much advanced, now the judicial white privilege can take away, without cause, the association of four children from their father. Now, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying all this kind of shit, all these legal proceedings, all the records on the docket must be publicized, must be shown, must be shown to the public, to the law enforcement. Show us exactly what happened. Let me tell you more. Have you heard of a separation of a migrant children from migrants? At our southern border? Is that humane? Well, you may say, well, Vivek or Tucker Carlson will say this. These are criminals. They cross our border. They are criminals. So they have no rights. That's okay to separate their children and their, their parents. Remember, these are the people actually broke a U.S. federal law. Is federal government allowed to separate children from their parents? The answer you can imagine is no. Right? Go I, ahead, Heidi. Yeah, I just want to make a quick point about what makes it so messy, especially at the Mexican border, is there are a lot of allegations where these children aren't necessarily being escorted by family, specifically their parents, uh, that they're actually being trafficked by strangers. So, they're, they, you know, how do you prove parenthood? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So my main point about migrant children is this. If their parents commit a crime, which apparently it is, does the government have the right to separate their children, to violate that children's, that child's natural rights? And you probably can imagine, for all the humanity reasons, the U.S. government cannot do that. Now, Let's look at this state judge. Did he just establish through his own ruling, without a scintilla of evidence of a violence committed by Pedro Agati, he has said, you shall never have any contact with these four children. 
So it's a similar to this, okay? If Pedro Agati committed violent crime, which I have not seen, then there could be some. Now, let me jump ahead a little bit. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is going to face gun charges. His lawyers already threatened the DOJ, saying, if you press gun charges against Hunter Biden, we will go to the U.S. Supreme Court to ask U.S. Supreme Court this question. Does a possession of cocaine prevent someone to exercise his Second Amendment rights? Okay, I mean, I do not know whether this is going to work or not, but you can tell the strategy. If Hunter Biden commit a crime called the possession of cocaine, by the way, not necessarily a violent crime, should he bar from owning a gun? It's a similar thing. From what I understand, Peter, uh, the, the quote-unquote crime on it is that he lied about it. I, uh, and I don't, I'm not saying it's any more or less of a crime. I'm just saying it's not necessarily the cocaine possession. It's, it was the misrepresentation. So, so let, you're right. Yeah. So I'm just throwing this out as a really, just like a similar thing that you know, I want you guys to, to relate to, to that. Okay. It's the same thing here. What I'm going to talk about. So let me talk about the a children's natural yearning to be associated with their parents. I'm going to use this guy's case. Called, his name is John Allen Muhammad. Anyone know who this guy is? Nobody? Okay. John Allen Muhammad made a name for himself in around Washington, D.C. He was a mass shooter. He scared the shit out of the swamp. The swamp creatures. He did more threats against the swamp than Donald J. Trump can do in his entire life. Okay. John Allen Muhammad is a former U.S. military man. He has some uh, family uh, court issues too. But generally speaking, he is those, I call the black rage shooting. Okay. He is a Muslim or converted to a Muslim because his name, his name is John Allen Muhammad. John Allen Muhammad has children. I read a letter long time ago written by his 10 year old daughter to his father while his father sat in jail waiting to be executed. I remember, I don't have that letter in front of me. I just remember his daughter told him that that whatever you do, I forgive you. I will always love you. So this 10-year-old child, knowing his father is a mass killer, shooting, shot that a lot of people, he saying, I forgive you. In other words, you know, you know, a lot of Christians will say, oh, when you die, the God will forgive you whatever uh, atrocities you committed. Here is your, this is your children who already forgive you simply for the fact that you are her father. That tells you how important that natural right of a child to be associated with his or her parent. It's a natural right. It's never coded right because you need not to be coded. 
By the way, like I said, this nation is the evil nation. Actually, did took that natural rights away from the Native Americans as a, I guess, called a collective punishment against the Native warriors, like what Israelis going to do to the women and children, right? And slavery separated tons of families. Right? This is Christianity in practice. Right? So now, hilariously, the judicial white privilege lay its evil eyes on the white families also. By the way, I look at the picture of this guy. His last name is a Spanish name, but I cannot say whether he's from Mexico or he's from Spain. But his uh, skin color looks white. Okay, and his ex-wife's name, Eugenia, I think, I don't think that's an African-American woman's name. I think she's probably also a white person. I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. But so you have this white judge lauded to be the best of the class. Passionate and know that. Has just issued a order on Thursday that this guy's natural right to be with the four of his children must be taken away. I was going to say, when you were talking about the uh, the uh, evidence, the do- documentation, you know, the, uh, the reason why uh, he, he issued the restraining order, um, it seems to me like there's a distinct lack of documentation. If he was being uh, cruel or abusive, you would think that there would be ER reports or, you know, like medical reports for the wife. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so guys, so I'm going to tell you a real story, okay, that I know of. It's similar to this. No violence happened because this guy talked to me. And, you know, I never advocate violence. So this Delaware guy, his name's Jeff. That's his real name, but I'm not going to give out his last, last name. So in 2018, this is a boy, it was five years ago, he called me. So he has some issues. So, you know, it's about restraining order, yada, yada, yada. But long story short is that, you know, I know a, you know, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the Delaware's legal community, I guess, the lawyers. So I told him, oh, work with that lawyer. That lawyer is very good. I know her. She's very good. So he did. So eventually he got the primary custody of his children. Uh, two children. His ex-wife has a child with, uh, with her previous marriage. And then they, the couple get married and have two church, two children. So this is 2018, okay? So I said, okay, it, you know, I'm glad, you know, he took care of the business, yada, 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 and he's happy. So in 2020, 2020, which is two years later, he called me. He said, hey, Peter, something ha- happened to me. I said, what happened? I said, today, when I go to pick up my, ch- uh, when my child in the, in, the, in the elementary school, the cops show up. And the cops told me that I can no longer be with my children. They both are removed. Uh, the uh, the the his ex-wife's uh, 
child from the previous ma- marriage already is, is a teenager, so that child is not in the in the discussion here. So this two younger child is uh, being taken away right in front of him, saying, "We got a court order." So he asked, "What happened?" I don't even know what happened. There's no hearing, nothing. So apparently, there's an ex parte hearing happened without him being aware, where a judge, uh, not a judge, a commissioner has said the children must be put into the sole custody of the ex-wife. That's why he called me again two years later. I said, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you, know, I said, you know, I thought things are okay and all that. And the first of all, it's an ex parte hearing, meaning that you're not even aware of a cop should show up. <laughs> And they say, your children cannot be with you again. <laughs> All right? So, no, he explained to me, you know, blah, 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 what happened. I said, okay. I said, Jeff, I will say this. I don't know what you did. And I cannot trust you fully. Because as you know, guys sometimes lies. Right? You know, I mean, he and I, you know, have no, uh, by, by the way, he's white. Okay? He, he is a white person. He is a white man. Straight white man. I said, Jeff, I do not know the exact whole detail about what happened. All I know is this. You have a probably seven-year-old boy attending elementary school. He had an injury probably to his head. It's from playing baseball and all that. And then something else happened, and yada, 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 there is a ex parte order. And you, you uh, the children have to go with your ex-wife. I, w- I told him this. I said, look, I do not know. I mean, I cannot say you're telling me 100% truth, but I will say this. Prepare for a criminal prosecution, uh, criminal indictment from the DOJ, not from the family court, from the Department of Justice, from the prosecutor's office. Because I said, Jeff, you must have done something so heinous, so bad, that a hearing is held in the family court without your presence and the, your you know, existing custody arrangement in which you have the primary custody of your children is revoked. And what happened is true. He then, since then, he being, you know, I have not had any contact with him recently, like I say, in the last three months. But last time he and I talked, he told me this, the DOJ in Delaware is still negotiating with him. They asked the man he play, uh, take a plea deal with them. I told him, I said, Jeff, you will never take a plea deal. You're going to fight in, 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 the, in the courtroom. You will tell the judge you have never committed a crime. And the family court commissioner switched the custody. I said, I said you want to showcase what this country has become. Your children's natural rights, your natural rights can be taken away ex parte without you even knowing it. That is the real story. (laughs) So going back to this guy, Pedro Agati, remember I have said on Thursday where the fate of his children is to be decided by a judicial white privileges, Pedro Agati 
did not even show up. That tells you the confidence of one person, the trust this person had, a lack of, to our justice system. Of course, shit like this happened. The people in power, you create, will create their own narratives to brainwash you. Of course, the shooter is bad. Just like on the international stage, Hamas, of course, is bad. How dare they do that? It's a terrorist act, an act of terror. I said, no, no, no. Let's find out exactly what happened. Stop using the word terror. When there's a violence, means there's no peace. When there's no peace, it's because there's no justice. Let's find out where the hell is the justice. So, so, so that in a nutshell. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Brady. Go ahead, Brady. Sorry, uh, I was just gonna say that this reminds me of a case with uh, Kai the Surfer, uh, who is like a random, like a, a traveling vagabond who rescued a mother and her child from a, a crazy man with his axe by. Okay, because well, no. he murdered a judge, or it was a lawyer, I think, actually, who had taken him into his home and then drugged him and raped him according to Kai. And believe it or not, uh, I'd like to add him to the anti-war music album. I think he has a song that would go perfect on it. And if you want me to end the show tonight with a song, I got it in the chat for you. But he's still in jail. So um, he, uh, and I think uh, wrongfully so. I think I'm I'm good with this guy, Kyle, because first of all, I I usually don't do this kind of a, uh, topics because it's boring, okay. Uh, to be honest, okay, uh, unless there is a violence, unless there is a killing that happened. Well, so, yeah, you must have misunderstood in this me. Particular case, I think you must have misunderstood me because uh, Kai killed two people, and one of them was a, a one of them was an observable psychopath, but one of them was a like a district attorney for the area, and because it was a district attorney. Okay. Kyle went to jail that time. The first uh, time he went. Uh-huh. Oh, you're right. You mentioned that. Yes, you're right. Second time he when he killed the district attorney, he was thrown in jail for killing his rapist and his attacker. Uh-huh. God, I see. Well, you know, what, what, like, like, like I said, you know, there's a two reasons I've been uh, not doing this uh, judicial white privilege show for a while. It's just because the... Uh, Geopolitics and the ethnopolitics, it is so easy that I don't need to do too much work to come up with the topics because it just flow in, you know, to my mind, you know, without saying anything. All these cases, I actually have to dig into, get as much detail as possible without losing any, like, you know, the, the completeness of all the facts together because you want to have a complete set of facts to do a talking for this one guys i can tell you is this based on what i read 
no matter how bad, like gun owning, say it's bad, or co absolute control over his ex-wife's finance, yada yada, they're all bad. Let's say that's all bad. Does those misconduct or crime, if you call it a crime, reach to such a criminality, a level of criminality, that you're going to say you will not be able to see four of your children ever again? Ask yourself. I have not seen that. I have not seen that. But then you'll ask, why this judge does this thing? I'll tell you why. Because these are white privileges. They truly believe they can get away. They do. They get away from this kind of shit days in and days out. Right? Yeah, I was going to say, e even if there was, uh, say, some uh, abuse or whatever between the, the father and the mother, that uh, should still not negate uh, the father's right to have a, a relationship with his children. There, exactly. there can be an intermediary. Yeah. Exactly. Heidi, you, you know, basically, you know exactly what it is. I'm not taking any sides here. I'm just saying this judge is supposed to be impartial and make sure the decision he made is a human. He should recognize taking away someone's natural rights is the most, the most severe deprivation of a right. You know, if you gag Donald Trump saying you can no longer tweet anymore, is it bad? Yes, it's bad. It's the First Amendment. But you, when you take away someone's natural rights, it's a three times worse. So, so, so guys, like I said, I always said the judicial white privilege is such a good thing, a good example of a chicken come home to the roost. Okay? We, we, which is true. I'll tell you, if a black father suffered this kind of consequences, guess what? Black people probably get used to it. They are bullied by the whites for such a long time. What the fuck is that? An Asian like me, if something like this happened, okay. But I'll tell you this. White people, I have, white men, I have to give it respect. Some of them, they don't give a fuck. They will take actions. And this guy, Pedro Agati, did it just on time. Hours, within hours, this judicial white privilege issued its ruling. He received his version of justice from Pedro Agati. I'm not telling anyone to say, oh, go kill judges. No. But you guys already seen when Dobbs' decision was handed down from the U.S. Supreme Court, what those women did. And I'll tell you this, I support those women. I did five episodes just on that case alone. I proved my points that U.S. Supreme Court is more of a court for the Roman Catholic who are against abortions. So, so that, you know, 
in the in the nutshell. So let me conclude this because, as you know, the mainstream media, which again I actually think this story is well told by the ABC News because they they grabbed this federal judge who escaped a assassination attempt, right? I mean, by the way, in old days, is it true that the you know revolutionaries always trying to assassinate like a king? A dictator and know that we we actually applaud this assassination, right? So right now the question can be asked: Are our court systems, especially to this father, is a dictator that can only be overthrown by a violent mean? So of course all the establishment, the people are, who are in the government power, the government is very very feeling very very insecure right now, right? So you heard this. Uh, term in this clip quote judicial security end quote <laughs> i love it <laughs> judicial security it's a it's a quote this is a new word okay as we know judiciary by its own freaking making is supposed to be impartial it's supposed to be respected by both parties in any litigation, right? Theoretically, they need some necessary security in their courtroom and all that. Now it seems to me that the judicial security, again, this, this is such an oxymoronic concept. The judicial security has become some New phenomenon. It should be. It's like the judges must ride in a tank, military tank, to go to their work, to go to the courthouse and back home. Uh, guess who said that? Justice Alito, Samuel Alito, have said. Since the Dobbs decision, he has he and other justices on the U.S. Supreme Court. Have to ride in the armored vehicle. He called it tanks. My question is this: Can we use tanks to establish justice? If we use tanks to maintain justice, to make sure there's a peace, having tank itself is an indication. It's a symbol of a potential violence. Right, I have a look at the picture that as the manhunt is ongoing, the Maryland police is using a, a literally a militarized tank, like a armored personnel, to carry the policemen around. That makes me think. Well, maybe Maryland has become Gaza, has become Israel, has become Ukraine. Our you, the American towns, American state, has literally become the battlefield because these police are literally riding armored vehicles. It's like the people are having some serious rockets against them. We have a militarized police to make us safe. We need the tanks for judicial security to maintain justice. 
And soon we'll have a judicial security warning system. Red, orange, yellow, and green. Probably handles the flags in front of the courthouse and indicating what's the threat level that someone is about to come to shoot the whole place up. That is the state of a U.S. democracy, American democracy. As Malcolm X called it, hypocrisy. I'll call it chicken come home to the roost. So that in a nutshell is what I want to do for tonight. Because I'm not applauding loss of lives. But I do know when there's a no justice, there will be violence. Whether it's within the United States or it's outside the United States. So that's all I have. Uh, any closing comments, guys? I would just say I think it's a very interesting case. I like your take on it. Uh, move, and it would fit perfectly on the album. I could play it if you want. If not, no pressure. Um, I dropped a link to it in the chat for you, so you can check it out if you want. Uh, Brady, I think I'm good for tonight. Uh, but as you know, I'll be on tomorrow, and I'll be on Tuesday, all on the ethnopolitics topic. So feel free to get on, get on that because uh, the this uh, series is more about the judicial system, right? I don't have to play the anti-war song in the, in the wrong show. I'd rather play it in the geopolitics room. Is that okay with you? That's fine, but I feel like it fits just because of Kai's story. But yeah, we'll just do it whenever it's clever. Yeah, I, I, would, I would love to hear more about the Kyle story, okay? Go ahead, Heidi. Uh, so uh, my take on the whole thing is like at one point you referred to what happened as good and I can see what you mean. I personally, uh, the only way I can look at it is that it's bad because somebody died. There was violence, but um, I, I do understand that there was it was justified. And I guess what I would uh, focus on is. You're exactly right. Uh, the, their justice was not served. And if we had a system that was just, we wouldn't be having things like this happen. So that's my take on it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. When I say it's good, it's just because it just demonstrates my theory is true. That uh, you cannot just say, oh, we have a court system. Therefore, we, we're all kosher. No, we, you know, we're not. <laughs> All humans can do evil things. That include the judges. As simple as that, right? And uh, exactly, so, go, and, go it, and it, it it makes me wonder what the judges' um, motivation was, because like we're like we pointed out, there was no documented, uh, uh, you know, physical abuse of the wife. And, you know, there's no documentation of abuse or neglect of the children by the father. So it doesn't make any sense why, you know, like his ruling should have been reviewed and overturned. But now, I mean, it's too late for that. But hopefully they'll keep that in mind. Maybe they can fix something going forward. I, I don't think they will, because I do believe all these lawyers, all these judges, they actually know what happened. I believe they actually are hiding all these facts from the public you know 
you know, uh, we, remember there's a, there's a uh, Nashville shoot mass shooting. You know, I, I resent the fact that the entire country went into this uh, transgender debate. I don't give a fuck whether this shooter is a transgender or not. I just want to know that from end to end, from start to finish, what happened. You know, but yeah, it's, it's not. Right, it's you know, not. It's not that we went into the the, the, the debate uh, necessarily that drives me nuts. What drives me nuts is they are hiding the manifesto. They are covering. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. exactly. You understand what I mean, right, Heidi? Just show me every fucking thing. As a public, I deserve to know the entire truth because this involves public safety. You know? Yeah, no, people, you're saying, oh, Americans, are, there's so many people are, have mental health conditions. Find out why. Why they have a mental health conditions. If you believe this shooter, Pedro Agati, is a mentally ill to do this. Uh, like I said, I don't think it's a, he's mentally ill. It's a calculated move. You know, he did this just like that uh, uh, Dan Roy Hollander going after that federal judge. It's a calculated move. These are smart people. His lawyer has said, unassuming, pleasant to deal with. You will never imagine this person would do this. But he did. Do we deserve to know why? Guess what? These government officials, they will just say their usual things. They don't give a fuck. Exactly. They want to ignore it and use it to their advantage for manipulation. Exactly. Exactly. They would just say, oh, gun control will solve the problem. Give more militarized equipment to the police. Issue tanks. Abram tanks. <laughs> Pull it from Ukraine and give it to the judges. Let the judges write tanks. Just show we care about the safety and security of our judges. <laughs> like like the king the, the king needs the maximum protection because the, the king knows that the people is upset with him this is a democracy what we have today so yeah Brady by the way you're correct if that cow also killed the DA the local prosecutors that actually could be an interesting story you're absolutely right okay and I will want to know more about that guy cow and his music. How's how's that? Yeah, it's a, it's a real Easter egg for you because he's got a, a song that he wrote as well. I know you're gonna love. So a lot to look forward to. All right, cool. Well, at least I will be alive for a while, and uh, I'll be free for a while. So I will certainly, uh, you know, uh, uh, get together with you to to find more about the uh, cow and uh, his uh, story and his music. Get him some commissary while he's up in there as well. I think he'd uh, good use. Sure. All right, cool, guys. Uh, thank you again. Thank you, Ruby, for being here. And uh, have a great rest of your evening. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Peter. Bye. Bye.